Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Hi, Jenny. How are you? I am fantastic. How about you? Good. It's been so long since we've talked. It really feels that way. And it's there's been a lot of stressful days in between for me. We've had a family health emergency that I can't really discuss publicly, but that's that ate up a lot of energy. Um, and so far, so good, but it's still a little nerve nerve wracking. And my job has been incredibly stressful. And yet, in spite of it, I have the best husband and I have the best time. So I'm doing really good. That's awesome. <laughs> I've also had a bit of a stressful time just because um, last weekend I moved and I settled on the house, which went really smoothly. I'm really happy about that. The people who have my old house were so excited about it and that makes you feel good. And they were like, it looks so great. And they were really pleased because I was there for the walkthrough because of the pool. I wanted to be able to explain things to them. And then, you know, we've just been working on having the two of us combine into one household, which is, which is a lot. Yeah, it's really good, but there are definitely moments of stress when you do that. It has been admittedly for me many, 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 many decades since I had to combine with an adult I cared about, but you know, it's, it is stressful. Yeah. So I'm pretty good at actually doing the moving process. This is my 41st home. (laughs) So (laughs) I have some experience in that. But we, but we had a lot of stuff. And so we actually had, uh, we were going to, we had a lot to get rid of. And so we had a free yard sale where we put out all the things and advertised it on next door and had people come and get, get stuff. And it was great. Almost every single thing was taken. Even I put out just, there's not enough room for this closet core poof that I made in this house. I mean, there's just not enough. I didn't think anyone would take that, but somebody took that. And the idea of somebody having in their home, they don't even know, but inside of that is the scraps of all the dresses that I made last year. And that's amazing. It just made me so happy. That's, that's really nice. That closet core poof, man, that they, they have no idea how lucky they are to have something that awesome. Well, I was thinking the dresses would haunt them. Maybe they, they have visions of them. (laughs) Maybe it'll bring them some, some special, uh, creative juju. Yeah. 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 And then Jim this week had to make my closet because there was a closet there. It's a huge, this house has these huge, enormous closets. I had no, I, I think that this house used to be split into apartments. And my closet may have been a kitchen. Oh my God. <laughs> it would have been a small kitchen, but I think my closet may have been a kitchen. And so he, he had to put the bar up for me and everything. And then there's this little raised area in it. So I have to have my, I have my dresser in there. And so we had to like raise up the other side of my dresser. Anyways, he did all that. So we're all good to go. That's wonderful. My closet could never have been a kitchen. It is definitely small closet size. So I am I am envious of a closet that could have been even a tiny kitchen. Yes, yes, I I am so lucky to have this and 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 a new sewing space and it's wonderful. That's so great. Are you going to do a video walkthrough or something for you know me if no one else? Um. <laughs> I will. We need a little bit more time before we're ready to do any video walkthroughs, but but I do yeah. have room to work now and that's wonderful. 
That's really great. I'm one of the things I've got on my list that I'm I'm not feeling motivated about is clearing up space in my room. And part of how I'm doing that is I'm going to take all the books that I've just I've moved from space to space, but but just because I move them, not because I want them or read them or use them or because they have even a particular sentimental value. Um, I'm going to take those on our next road trip to our favorite used bookstore and sell them or give them depending on whether they'll buy them or not. And that's, I think, going to clear up enough space that I can put my fabric away on the shelving that I have around the room, which will let me get rid of the rolling shelving that I have for my fabric, which should open up enough space for a second table. Oh, and nice. my theory is with that second table, I, I'm going to going to take my cover stitch out of the box for the first time and possibly even learn to use it. Yeah, I think taking it out of the box is the first step towards learning how to use it but it gets better. The size of table I should be able to be put up put up should mean that my my other nice sewing machine that I have that sits um <clears throat> under my piano bench should be able to come out and be threaded to be a top stitch machine or something similar. That's great. So I'm excited by some of the possibilities there because it it should give me some more space to be creative but also to use some of these tools that I've invested real money in and I'm not really taking advantage of because I, I think the cover stitch, truthfully, it's probably more useful outside of the box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I found. But I think that your trip up here may help because I have a cover stitch and I can show you. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. Of course I'm showing you on my machine, but you know, it's just like Sergers are pretty similar. You know, there may be different mm-hmm. ways of threading it, but how they work is pretty similar. So I think it'll be. Yeah, that sounds amazing. My biggest fear for our trip in October is that a lot of what we have planned is stuff that has closed closed down previously due to COVID. Mm. And so we're we're watching, but we're we're hesitant about whether or not we're really going to get to travel in October as planned. Mm. So we may end up pushing that out because people can't seem to keep their damn masks on. Um <laughs> But, uh, but we'll, we'll know more as we get closer. Um, but I I do look forward to something similar. It did occur to me as well that at some point we're definitely going to travel up and through because we have a place we want to go to in New York, but that at some point we should try and figure out what's halfway between us. That's true. That's true. Because I bet they have Airbnbs there wherever it is. Yeah. I bet you. <laughs> so I think there's a couple other options there as well. So what else have you been up to? Well, I got a really nice package in the mail. Actually, oh, do tell. Jenny sent me some of her ice dyed fabric and I am so excited about it. I will put pictures of it in the show notes. It is fabulous. It has now you'll have to tell what you what you mixed, but um, I I imagine the colors separated from I, I imagine you didn't put all those colors in there. I did not. So this one was a mix of two different colors. Most of it, though, is one color called Brazil nut. Brazil and nut. Okay. The Brazil nut broke out into browns, greens, grays and oranges. But there are some lighter, brighter greens that came from seafoam. There's also like a little bit of, um, it's really interesting because there's a little bit of like, I guess that you're saying it's gray, but it looks blue. Like it's a blue yeah, gray. Yeah, that's Brazil nut. That yeah. still came from Brazil nut. Yeah. 
It's so it's cool. wild, right? <laughs> it is so cool. So I have already cut out, this is the closest I've come to sewing in so long. Um, I've already cut out this style arc Teddy tunic and I am so excited to, to make that. It's a very, it's kind of a plain style. It has like a lower hem in the back and it has a hem facing, which I really like hem facings. And it has a pretty dramatic collar on it. Not quite shawl, but a little bit like that. I don't even know what you'd call that exactly, but I'm really excited to make it and I have it all cut out ready to go. I'm I'm excited. I'm glad that you liked it. It was it was a little bit nervous to send to send something I dyed to someone else because I I feel like I'm still really foundering on how to do this well, right? I I've read the instructions. One of the problems I have is if I try to dye more than about two and a half, three yards. Um, it can be harder to get good coverage, even with the two and a half or three yards. If the ice is grumpy, it just doesn't melt and flow in the way that I expected it to. And I can end up with more white or light spaces that I anticipated. Um, I've started lately playing a lot with sort of tie dye techniques where I take the fabric and I poke my finger up in it and put a rubber band around it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to end up with circle shapes. I, I made a beautiful dress this week. Um, the Raffaella by fabricsstore.com. Is that the and button up one? That is the button up one. That dress looks so great on you. It, it is it, fabulous. It is such a great, like, I want to try it. I wonder if, I, I hope it would look as nice on me, but it looks, I love that dress. So on this second one that I made out of the purple fabric, which was dyed with the colors hydrangea and powder pink, uh, and it looks just like hydrangeas to me. It's just like exactly right for that. I made the skirt with the fabric. And so I ended up with a, a fuller skirt than on my first version, which I did out of one that I dyed with um, a coral pink and a blush pink color in stripes. Um, so it's sort of stripy looking. And that one I used the skirt as designed for the pattern, which is a little less full. So this one added um, significant fullness to the pattern. It's, it's probably one and a half times the width of the bottom of the um, bodice. Okay. I missed, I missed what you'd said about the second version, the skirt. What, what did you do with the skirt? How did... I made it with the fabric. So with, I used oh, the, the width of the fabric, 50, the full 58 inches width of the fabric. Okay. Um, I wanted it fuller. When I posted the first dress and I mentioned that I might make it fuller, I had a lot of people say, no, no, I love the slim silhouette. It's, you know, all these things. And I don't disagree. It looked great. Yeah. I just really wanted to try it with a fuller skirt. And truthfully, yeah. even with the new fuller skirt I did, I want to try it again where I use three panels to make the skirt so that it's even fuller. So I have, I have kind of a 1950s. Yep skirt picture in my head and I'm going to need more fabric to do that. But I, but I really enjoyed the, the doing, um, on that one. I have run out of linen to dye and I had bought like 22 or 25 yards and I'm now out of linen. I have some hundred percent cotton that I'm dying. I'm actually wearing a t-shirt dress right now. That's another dress that I made recently. Um, Charlie, this one is not Oh. This one is, um, it's a uh, raglan sleeve dress. It's by Five Out of Four Pattern Company, and it's called the Nancy. I made it um, in a size 4X, but I think my next one, I'm going to go down to a 3X because it's it's a little looser than I'd like. I think it fits as intended. I would like it to fit differently than intended. And I made it with a short sleeve because I didn't have enough fabric. I only had a scant two yards. 
And that was just barely enough to do what I did. I even had to piece the back piece in order to get it out of the fabric that I had. Um, But it comes with this crew neck, um, which is actually a little lower than a crew on my body size. And I I don't know how much of that's my body size and how much of that is a design choice. But it's also a V-neck, which I knew you'd be interested in. It has a V-neck option and a cowl neck and a hood option. So it's got a lot of different options. And the sleeves, you can do short, three-quarter wrist length or thumb hole length. Oh, yeah. So that little thumb hole in them, they can come cuffed or not cuffed or whatever. It's a neat little pattern. It's been a long time since I sewed a five out of four. When I came back to sewing, um, I made quite a few of their Meg dress, which is a cute little knit dress that has um, circle skirt sleeves. So they're what, flounce? Is that what you call that? (laughs) So it had short sleeves with a circle skirt on them. So a flounce. And I sewed quite a few of those, one out of sequins, a couple out of uh, red fancier fabrics, one I think out of just a regular t-shirt knit. And I liked the the pattern in the fabric in part because they fit me there. You know what I mean? They were something I found really early on and it's like, oh hell, they've got something that'll fit my body. So I'm going to sew a bunch of those. So I I sewed a number of patterns back then. The very first pencil skirt I found that I liked came from that company. And although I've moved on to the Pier Avenue pencil skirt now, I like the fit on that one better. Um, it started in a really good place for me and I, I appreciated that. So I, uh, they gave me this pattern for free to sew up and, um, I like it. I'm going to make more. I'm just going to make them a little bit smaller the next time I make, I think that'll be great. Um, I've also started recording my sewing again. So I have a tutorial up. If you could call it a tutorial, you can watch me babble while I sew this dress up on my channel. I also did the Raffaella. I sewed that up on my channel, um, at the same time. And, and then the shocker, I made my very first Tilly and the Buttons pattern. Now this is interesting. We've talked about Tilly and the Buttons before and that I am, I am not invested in the controversy regarding Tilly and extended sizing because I found Tilly and the Button patterns. I am certain when I first came back to sewing, they were everywhere. I'm certain I found them. And I probably pulled up the website and went, oh, yeah, it's not for me and unfollowed and just ignored it from there on out because they weren't for me. No problem. I was at a place where I just assumed that I got the scraps that anybody chose to make for me. And that was that was the way it went. And they were too far from my body for me to be interested in adapting myself. So I just ignored it. Um, In the meantime, we have a, an entire uh, blog post about uh, fat bias and sewing where I link to some of the discussions that happened around Tilly and the buttons and extended sizing, including being asked about extended sizing and having a really inappropriate response and having fans of the brand come back and be like, it's not right for you to even ask for that. It's you get what you get. They're very, very reasonable. Learn to grade up yourself, you know, not their fault. You're fat or whatever. I mean, just some really negative responses. Right. And so Fast forward, I think only like two or three months later, suddenly it's like, oh yeah, we've been planning this all along. Here's a whole bunch of patterns, right? We're going to do this. And they came out with their patterns, but a lot of the fat sewists who had been involved in that conversation seem to have decided that they don't want to make any of the patterns because it's hard to forgive someone when they've gaslit you and been ugly at you. And so I started off just deciding, yeah, there's lots of patterns out there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother. But the number one request I get in my direct messages and in posts that I put up asking what I should make is to make something by Tilly and the Buttons and report back on how it fits. And so I decided to go ahead and do that. 
I made the sky dress, which is a summery sundress with an empire waist, a gathered skirt and uh, straps for the sleeves. It's straps, not sleeves. And they're made such that you can sew the strap or, and you can also sew a separate piece of fabric that I don't think you even connect to the straps that you just tie in a bow on top of the straps to make it look like they're tied together. And there's a, there's a blog that hacks how you can make them. So they actually tie and things like that. But, but it's a, it's a fairly basic dress. It had an interesting pleat detail at the empire waist at the front where at the chest height. So I think you could, it seems to be drafted for a C or D cup at the curvy size, the larger sizes. And you could probably do something with those pleats by making them deeper in order to accommodate larger chest sizes, but it's probably not the most friendly way to make something to accommodate a variety of sizes because grading that up is going to be complicated or you're just going to make a bigger size and hope it works out or, or something like that. But it, it wasn't my particular issue with the garment so that I didn't have to address as much. It's got a deep scoop neck in the front and a shallower scoop in the back. And, and the skirt, this was the most annoying part of the dress to me totally, is it comes on two AO sheets. And that's because they put the back skirt and the front skirt as one piece, only they didn't. They made the... <laughs> The angle of the waistline on the front skirt versus the back skirt is very slightly different. Mm. And so you either have to trace that fucker off or you have to, I don't know, fold it, but it's like a slight curve. So it's not foldable. And that made the hem a little bit different. It's just annoying. I honestly, I cut out two fronts, sewed it together and it worked just fine. So I decided to skip all that nonsense. If I'd noticed it when I printed it, I probably would have printed two sheets so I could have the front and have the back. But, but I guess to save paper and on an assumption that everybody traces, the shoulders are a little further apart than my bra straps sit. And when I tried the garment on the bodice only as a test try, I was like, oh, huh, I'm going to show my bra strap the whole time. I hate this. That's part of why I put sleeves on it is to not show the bra strap. <laughs> and, and so I decided to put a, an inch and no, two and a half inch total pleat. So I folded it in half at the center and I stitched in one and a quarter inches straight down an inch depth at the front neckline and then folded it into a, an inverted box pleat right there or a box okay. pleat. I forget which one it is, but anyway, uh, the, the fold was on the inside of the garment. Um, and so I folded a box pleat into it and used that to, to bring my neckline together. Okay. And I thought that was a really neat little touch that I came up with on the fly to keep the shoulders from being too far out. It did work perfectly. One of the concerns that was mentioned by someone watching the video as I did this, uh, Joelle Tall Hobbit Stitches said, well, what that might impact your shoulder, your, I'm sorry, your arm size. So when you, when you pull it in at the neck here, you may end up with some weird bunching yeah. over here. I thought the arm size was low enough because it was intended to be sleeveless. And I didn't think I was going to have a problem. And it turned out I don't really, it's, it's not particularly noticeable. The bigger problem is that my, my uh, breasts are bigger than I think was intended by the garment, even though I used my high bust and full bust measurement to approximate the size to make, I, people, the assumption was that I would either have a, a larger high bust or a smaller full bust because it's not built for my cup size. Right. Um, anyway, I think the problem that I have there is just a slight gathering that's actually related to chest size, breast size, not, not to the, the change I made. It, it worked out beautifully. 
And then because I wanted sleeves, because I want to wear this in the fall, I took um, I took the sleeves from the sagebrush top by Friday Pattern Company because I'd read a tutorial on Tilly and the Buttons blog that said, if you want to put sleeves into this, remember, because your arm size is bigger, because this is a sleeveless garment, you are going to want to find a sleeve to sub in that is probably a puff sleeve or other sleeve that's bigger. And I thought, well, hell yeah, I love the sagebrush sleeve. So I did that. I took the sagebrush sleeve and I subbed it in at the size I normally make it. So I just cut out the sleeve like I normally would. I did add two inches to the bottom hem length of it because I knew that instead of putting elastic in it there that I wanted to finish my my hem and then gather elastic about an inch above that. So okay. I'd have a little frill. Yeah. So so that's what I opted to do. And I think all of that turned out really, really well. Um, when you, I'm holding the dress up so Beverly can see, and it'll be on my Instagram by then, but you can see my little, my little sleeve with its gathers here. But it came out beautifully. And the video where I made it is already on Instagram. So I will link that video because I think you talk a bit about your decision to make it. And you I talk do. a bit about, you know, how you feel about it. I, I'm curious, what do you think about, since I think a lot of people who really wanted Tilly to expand her size range really wanted it because Tilly is beginner-friendly pattern company. And at least when I first started, I found her instructions to be really helpful. What did you think? Like you wouldn't need all that instructions, but if you were to be a beginner finding it, what do you think? So I, that was interesting because I comment on that in my video as well, because there were, there were a few moments where I thought, huh, now that's a decision. And the decision that you're making may not have been the one I would have made to be beginner friendly. So I'm pulling open the instructions because I just wanted to go and find a couple of the spots that were confusing to me. Not in that I didn't know what to do, but where I read them and I thought, well, what exactly is happening here such that this is this is the set of instructions we went with. Um, and I'm going to show you an image for one of them where right here, they're they're getting you started on doing your pockets. Yes. For all the world, doesn't that look like you're going to put on double pockets, like yes. one at the hip and then one yeah. just below yeah, it? It does look and like so, that. <laughs> so there's an image that's trying to show you where to put interfacing and where the pivot points are and things like that. But the image is the skirt rectangle. And then at the first, at the location, not even the location you're actually going to put the pockets, at the top hem, they've got a set of pockets laid out on either side of the skirt which normally in normal instructions, you'd look at that and go, oh, that must be where the pocket goes. But then immediately below it is the second pocket bag. And so it looks for all the world like you're going to have two pockets on each side, one on top of the other, I guess, for different arm lengths or whether you're sitting. I'm not sure. It's not what you're doing. They do give um, the next set of instructions immediately show you to stitch it, not at all where any of the pockets were in the first image. But I found that a little bit, confusing, I guess is what I would say <laughs> as images go. I will say one thing that's nice about these images um, that she didn't like some of the old patterns. She was, they were actual photographs. I much prefer illustrations to photographs. Um, and the old ones had photographs and the photographs, sometimes the reverse side of the fabric was not distinguishable from the front side. And so it was very hard to understand that, that looks like it's pretty easy to figure out which is the front and which is the back. It is. 
and they do appear to be uh, photographs here, but they've used a very distinct color oh, okay. on each side. So they that that problem is one thousand percent solved. Oh, good. Um, so I, I found that to be very easy. And then there was there was one more thing. Um, it was it was the skirt piece that we've already talked about. I think for me that was the other part that I found not beginner friendly. That a piece that you by definition, will have to trace off or have printed twice feels like it's a, a confusing way to do that. Okay. For me, even as an experienced sewer, I, I looked at it. And my very first thought was, oh, screw that. I'm just going to cut out the front twice. <laughs> but you might not feel that if you were a beginning sewer. You right. might feel like you had to do two. And then suddenly it's like, do I get tracing paper? Do I have to order another one? Do I print another eight pages or 10 pages, whatever it is to do it again? And so I found that to be, to me, not overly beginner friendly, but the overall instructions were, were very beginner friendly. There's, there's information on stabilizing and why and how to do it and what, what you need to do with your bias binding. And then noting that if you have trouble finishing it, there's written instructions here, but you go over to the website and there may be video instructions and things like that. So there was a lot of clarity to them. Those two things I found a little confusing. And the, the pocket one, I, I literally laughed when I saw that. I thought, oh my God, <laughs> what is even happening here? And because it was just so crazy. I'm like, that can't, that cannot be what's happening. If it is, I mean, so many kudos for an idea, but um, <laughs> but man, oh man. So yeah. So overall though, how did you like the dress? I think I like the dress. I haven't worn it anywhere yet, but I think I'm going to like it um, just fine. I think it's going to be a really nice, comfortable one to wear. I actually think I like the inverted pleats. So I may cut it out the exact same size next time and just plan on putting my pleat there because I thought it was, it was pretty cute. Yeah. Um, So I appreciated that. I am concerned the way that I did the underneath your uh, chest um, pleats that they had there. I followed the instructions exactly. I looked at the pictures. Mine looked like their pictures. I feel like I should have made them deeper. And so next time I think I'm going to make them deeper. Okay. What I don't know is if I screwed up or if the pattern just doesn't do what I wanted it to do. Right. And I, I'm unclear on that. I would like to be more clear on that because you'd think with the amount of experience I had, I'd be able to look at literally the photo of what they did and what I did and go, oh yeah, I definitely did it right. But I'm left thinking, I bet they sewed that up on the size eight or something like that. And maybe it does look different on a smaller size, like what it's supposed to look like. And perhaps that's where I, where I screwed up. So I'm going to do those a little bit deeper on my next one. I've already made that note. Cool. Well, um, you have officially made your first Tilly in the buttons pattern. I have, and I've, I've purchased a second one. Um, Lyra. No. Oh, it's the, it's the sweatshirt. I purchased the sweatshirt dress. What's it called again? It's called Billy. Oh, that's right. The Billy one. Yep. And to me, the Billy is something that I can make for our theme because it reminds me of everything aerobics. Yes. that That was aerobics as outerwear during you know, the time I was in high school. So what is our theme? So this month we had one person get guess it. We had a lot of people come close. Um, So many people came close. My DMs were filled with people dancing around the theme. 
So did you have anyone, uh, cause I had somebody guess it right on the, cause I take, I, I manage the comments in the website and Jenny manages the comments in the, uh, mm-hmm. at the Instagram. Did you have anybody actually guess it in the Instagram? No, they, they were all dancing around it. So I got grunge. Mm-hmm. I got, um, uh, flannels. I got bands, I, mm-hmm. you know, like hot bands and things like that. I got, um, stuff you could have worn as a teenager, which is not direct enough. It's very close. Yes. And what I told him is everything you're naming is something you could make Yes, for sure and be compliant, but not quite on the money. So we had Sweet Tea and Stitchery guess it right. And they guessed that um, it's PF Gen X. And it is. Yay! I'm so excited. So the forgotten generation gets their due this month. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And I have so many plans. Oh my gosh. So there's so many things you can do with this. You can, let's see, you can, you can sew up or you can simply photograph. And we don't even mind if you photograph something from when, from when you were a teenager to share with us a a Gen X thing because any attention that Gen X can get is great. We're all about that attention for sure. Um, <laughs> we had so, keys to our houses when we were six years old and we needed <laughs> attention. <laughs> we did. Oh my God. The number of times I had to break into my house because neither me nor my siblings remembered our keys, um, including the most memorable when we thought, oh, well, we'll just take the air conditioning unit out of the window in dad's workshop and we'll climb in through the window. And the unit hit the central air conditioning unit on its way down. And that was a very expensive forgetting of the keys. And we're, we're bruised and covered in spider webs and dirt still when my folks get home. And yet when we're asked, do you know anything about this? Our <laughs> answer is, oh no, that was just there when we got here. <laughs> And somehow we thought that was super believable. (laughs) (laughs) But oh my goodness. Yeah. Latchkey kids from, from very young. Yes. So, um, of course there's a lot of things that are associated with Gen X, things like, um, flannel shirts and ripped jeans. And of course the reason that this that this song made sense with this is that, um, smells like teen spirit from Nirvana was the song of our generation, basically. And so it could be uh, ripped jeans, combat boots, flannel, um, leather jackets, a lot of uh, preppy preppy stuff was going on at the time. So I I got a report on preppy stuff because there's a meme that's gone around recently saying, you know, you're the sixth grader in casual business attire because you had to shop at Lane Bryant with your mom when you were a fat teen. And that a hundred percent, I wore so many sweater vests with pants that had little pleat fronts or had the front seam sewn in because they were double knit and you did that. (laughs) Um, And little button down shirts and so on. Not because I wanted to be preppy, but because Lane Bryant was what you had. And Lane Bryant was mom business casual at the time. And so those were your choices. So I can, so you're going to make some double knit pants like that. That's what you're Oh doing my God, sense? no chance. I am going to be all the things I wanted to be when I was a teenager. I I'm, I'm considering the bell dress from style arc in a flannel, a janky, crappy, junky flannel. Cause that's all flannel is, is a garbage fabric. 
And I'm considering making the new button down by Munna and Broad out of flannel so I can tie it in the front of something, maybe with my distressed jeans that I did purchase from Eloquy. Um, <laughs> I've got my combat boots. I've got my Doc Martens. I've got all of that ready to go. I like the Madonna wannabe. I am giving some real thought to finally make them that underwire bra that I've got a kit for. Oh, because I could pair that with some long curls and uh, some really trashy eyeliner and fishnets. Absolutely. No hair at all and knock it out of the park. Of course, I could go heavy Sinead O'Connor as well. So I've got a lot of thoughts in that direction because MTV is what raised us. That's right. (laughs) Except for that my family didn't have cable. And so um, (laughs) it was always a thrill to go to someone's house. My father bought a kit from 2600 Magazine to build in a coffee can a thing that would steal the cable signal. (laughs) And my father was the most straight-laced, honest-as-a-day-as-long dude you could ever meet. But it was a gadget he could build, so we had cable because he had a coffee can hanging in the front portico of the house that was pulling in the signal and stealing the cable television. Oh my God. You know what? I forgot about that, but basically for so many years, stealing cable was like, that's just what people did. I mean, there was episodes on sitcoms about it and stuff that are totally dated now. That's funny. That's what we did. We stole cable. It was, (laughs) it was thrilling and terrifying because I could just imagine anytime like a sheriff's officer drove by the house, I'm like, (laughs) they're coming to get dad. I mean, it was anyway. (laughs) Well, other things that um, I associate with Gen X are certain celebrities. I mean, the movie singles with um, with Matt Dillon and Winona Ryder is such a is such a Gen X iconic movie in my in my mind. Breakfast Club, the Breakfast Club, of anything course. by John yes. Hughes, anything yes. by John Waters. Yes, <laughs> um, they all had problems. Now, keep that in mind. As I go back and look at the media that I loved oh. from the 80s, a lot of times I'm like, okay, so I don't love this anymore. Because, yes. I because don't recommend are... anybody go back and watch Pretty in Pink. Oh, please don't. Um, <laughs> there's so much terrible stuff back there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's definitely a lot of inspiration that's that's super fun. I'm loving the idea of making my sweatshirt dress out of neon colors. And oh, wearing yes. it with snag tights in neon colors with combat boots and having that be part of what I do, especially if I color block it really excitingly, because that was huge. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So we can also have something a little bit more subtle. As we mentioned before, <laughs> we are the generation of minimal adult supervision. So perhaps you could um, do something that you should have had help with, but you didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But as usual, we will accept pretty much anything. Yeah, literally, if you use the tag, we're going to look at it and go, well, I'm not sure how that's Gen X, but. I guess it is and if we're gonna move forward because, because our goal is to give you as much freedom as necessary to pursue your interpretation of the theme. That's right. We're not here to judge it. We're here to draw numbers and give out prizes. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm excited. Do you have any kind of new plans that you can think of that you're going to do like hints? Well, I do have actually some flannel that I've been hoping to do something with. Um, So it might be fabric based. Um, And it actually, so 
the fiber mood, uh, I think it's called Raya, uh, R-Y-A. It is a shirt jacket. It's a really nice um, shirt jacket and it's very long. And I have some nice thick flannel that I might use that. I think it might be sort of a modern twist on Gen X. That's nice. That's nice. That reminds me that I've got the Heather Blazer from Friday Pattern Company. And in high school, I wore a blue and green tartan plaid that my mother had as a jacket that I took from her. And it was quite oversized on me at the time, had those big gold buttons that jackets tended to have back then. And I wore that constantly. And so that might be one where I, if I can locate that kind of tartan plaid that I'd like, that I might make for myself. So I I think that could be a lot of fun too, replicating a look. And I may, in fact, do better than that and try and kind of flip through and see what I've got in photo albums. Yeah, that's a good maybe, idea. Because um, like I can remember one of the first dresses I self-drafted was um, a button front all the way down the front with the buttonholes, um, <laughs> gathered skirt, sleeveless dress that was done in a blue and white toile that I got somewhere super cheap. Probably it was a sheet or a curtain or something at some point. And I could imagine trying to remake that. That's cool. I also think there's a style arc pattern. Hmm, I'll, I'll have to put it in the show notes. I think it's it's a it's a a, a really loose tiered tiered dress. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I don't I, know. I do, but I don't remember the name. Yeah, and I think that would be like good mm-hmm. with boots. If you that would be a very <laughs> Gen X look. Oh, the good thing is actually a lot of the looks from then are really back in fashion. So there's a lot of patterns to choose from that kind of go with that time. So it should be easy for people. It absolutely should be. And I think some of the pattern companies or fabric companies rather that you find on Facebook and other places will do neon fabrics or 80s inspired fabrics or things from television shows at the time and so forth. And just using that fabric on a modern pattern could also be a, another twist, a fabric that calls back That's true. That's great. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just it could be your fabric choice, your pattern choice. It could be both. It could be mimicking an actor or actress. Any of those things would be really good. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited by it. I think it it sounds like an awful lot of fun. And I know I know at least a couple of sewers that I spoke with have already gotten a head start because they accepted that if if grunge was qualifying, that they could just begin now on what they wanted to do. And Ah, I I think that's ah. absolutely fabulous too. All right. So we're excited to see what people will make for PF Gen X. Please do not forget about our generation and make sure that you give us some much needed attention. And on Wednesday night, we have been we've been both of us so busy this this past few weeks. We haven't done our drawings for the last for our challenges. So we have two challenges that we need to do drawings for. One is our summer long or a three month long challenge, which was PF represent. And so we are going to do a drawing for that. And that's for a really generous gift certificate from Latoff Fabrics. And then we have our PF Anarchy challenge that we are also going to do. So this is going to be at 630 on Wednesday night. And that is um, Eastern Standard Time. So New York City time. Uh, We're going to let you translate that yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's smart. Um, Remind me the time again. 6.30. That's what I thought, but I wanted to make you say it again so nobody would forget. I love it. (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, we'll be live. We'll be having as much fun as we possibly can have with a giant old group of you. We hope. Yes. <laughs> All right, Jenny, I guess I'll see, see you, you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Punk Frackers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.